fight you. No, I want to kill you. Hey, Idreus, um, Pablo, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. I think that's a good way to start it. Like a throwback clip, a funny one. Oh, it's classic, man. You know, Dragon Ball yeah. Z, you know. I, yeah, exactly. Growing up with that <laughs> shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, how's yeah how, how's things been, man? How's the how's the week been for you? Um, it's been, it's been good. I've been working for Ping Zero at Armageddon this year in Auckland, and we were doing, like, a bunch of, like, fun gaming stuff, so I looked after the Smash area, so I was kind of, like, a brand ambassador for Ping Zero, where I'd advertise, like, oh, these guys do gaming, like, we bring the gaming to you, and so I'd watch over the Smash, you'd have, like, the cool thing about Smash is... It's not only like towards one age demographic, it's for it's for everyone. So you'd have the kids and people like my age or older just jam. And um there's always there's always beef when you see people keep like they keep jumping on. So that was fun. And we had just dance. Like, it was it was fun. It was a good it was a good weekend. It was it was filled with lots of stuff, but it was fun. Yeah, I did hear a lot of people saying that they were like Armageddon this year because a lot of the international like talent and brands can come through. It was mainly about endorsing New Zealand projects, New Zealand brands. Yeah. Did you feel that it accomplished it? Uh, uh, I guess sort of, sort of. The thing that felt a bit different this year with Armageddon is a lot of the big name brands like playstation xbox nintendo razor even logitech they couldn't go and i what i believe is the reason is they don't want to be associated with an event during a pandemic in the us it would just give them a lot of uh misconceptions and misunderstandings yeah so i think there was a fair bit more focus on new zealand artists but I think apart from Ping Zero, I couldn't really see much else. Yeah, it was, it was a bit, it was a lot more quieter this year. That's for sure. Yeah. Did you still get your, you know, your goodies, your little tokens, any relics and stuff? So here's here's my gripe with Armageddon. Every year at Armageddon, you walk through the door, you get a bag. You get a bag. It gives you like noodles. You get noodles. Yeah. It's like a pack of Megarang noodles. This year, when I went as a, because I went to work and I went one day with friends. When I went with friends, I didn't get a goodie bag. I didn't get no meagering noodles and that was a deal breaker for, at least for me you know? okay so even at the door you're just like oh okay yeah it definitely ain't I, the same yeah i knew i knew it was fucked <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> man no it was still fun it was still fun no that's good man yeah. cool yeah um kind of sidetracked there but that's all good give us a brief yeah. rundown about who you are and you know what you're all about cool so my name is Idris, as you guys know people call me pablo i I'm in a university club called UAE Esports, and what I do is I run fighting game tournaments over there. And so, like, obviously with COVID, plans changed, but what we've done this year was we tried to run as many weekly fighting game tournaments as possible, uh, and we focused on Dragon Ball Fighters and Tekken 7, because that was what most people in the club played. Um... I think I think that's it. I've also been competing in locals this year when I can, and I've been helping Standing Fierce use Auckland University uh, buildings to host their um, Rambats as well. Yeah, that was cool, man. I remember that yeah. period. Um, 
when lockdown issues were uh, when lockdown was still an issue to secure venues. Um, yeah, brief. Thank you for hosting us, man. No, no, it was so much fun. I I actually found it like it was really exciting just to have everyone come. I guess to one area, and I always thought that if we had fighting games in these rooms with monitors everywhere, that it would like elevate the experience. And I I hope that the experience was elevated for the short period of time that it happened. Mm-hmm. Had yeah. there been a big uh, player or fan base for Dragon Ball or the Tekken series before the kind of formation of the of the players at the university started? Um, yes, we. So when I asked the president, her name is Mother Esports, in the club, if I could do fighting games, she said that there was always a demand for fighting game stuff, but they just didn't have any staff who was experienced in fighting games. So I think there was a sort of relief from them when there was someone that pulled up that didn't know how to play fighting games to some degree. Um, whether Dragon Ball or Tekken was the most popular game in the previous years, I probably couldn't tell you because everyone's graduating and there's always new members coming in and members leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so who can, who who comprised of um, this initiative trying to s- start the club? So there's you... Um... Were there, were there any other key players, key members? So, how it started was, I joined the club this year, because I joined every I joined this club every year, to be honest, but um, the previous years, I wasn't very involved with um, whatever they were doing, because I was always busy, I was always in my own little world, like, you know, you're a university student, you have a lot of anxiety, you want to do well, but this year, my friend pressured me to go to, like, a meetup, like a, it's like a... First thing in the year, all the members come together, meet up, like vibe, yeah. play Smash games, yeah. And um, I saw Ghost Chips in the, oh, yeah. in the Discord chat. He's like, oh, hi, guys. I'm a first-year engineering student. I, I'm a, I'm really good at Street Fighter. If you guys want to learn how to play, like, hit me up. And I was like, oh, yo, like, I've had Street Fighter since, like, since I was a fucking fetus. Like, I'm down to learn. <laughs> yeah. And so I met him, and then he told me to go locals because I was always interested in going locals. And I joined the Standing Face Discord, and there were so many channels that I was overwhelmed. I was like, fuck, I'm never going to go here again. I like feel so out of place. But I think knowing someone that went, sort of, like as acquaintances, um, really helped. And then I think after I went to my first... Yeah, after I went to my first Rambat at Standing Face, Dave was really nice enough to just let me watch, because I had no clue. I was so shy. Yeah. Like... I felt so overwhelmed by just all the setups and everyone playing. And after I watched, lockdown happened. And then during lockdown, I was like, fuck it, let's just do like an online series. And so, yeah, it was largely in part because of Ghost Ships showing me like what New Zealand has to offer for fighting games. That's probably the best person to help you get into the scene, you know, because everyone adores Ghost Ships. And if he's like, oh, I've got a friend with me, they would have just been like, hey, man, whatever you need, you know, we got you. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, I'm really grateful to him for that, and he, because I still didn't have that much experience playing fighting games, he was more than happy to just uh, become, like, a TO, sort of, like, he would do the brackets, and I would just shoutcast and stream it. Yeah. And that took a big portion of the workload off me, because I just didn't know how to do it properly. Yeah. And, like, now that I have an idea of how to do it, like, I still really appreciated his help. I probably wouldn't have been able to do it without him. And yeah. then you playing and somewhat competing as well, 
heading into nationals this year. Now, did you actually have a game plan or did you just thought, oh, I'm just going to go and have fun? I, I, I just went to go and have fun. I knew that um, I, like, the knowledge I have is not sufficient enough to compete like at, at a top level. But I had a lot of fun playing Dragon Ball because there's never really been a Dragon Ball Rambat, at least the ones I've been to. Yeah. So going and playing Dragon Ball like was really exciting. Um, one regret I have is not practicing like one week or two weeks before Nats, and that was because Genshin Impact came out, so I was just playing Genshin Impact 24-7. <laughs> I keep yeah. hearing stuff about that game, man. Game's addicting, man. It like, ruins your life. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it, was, it was so much fun. I enjoyed it. I'll probably go again next year. So when you turned up to, to Nationals and, you know, you get your lanyard and you kind of walk in, obviously mm. we've, had better, we've had better circumstances with player turnout and kind of yeah. venue presentation, but when you walked mm. in that, that, that room, that theatre, you know, how did the nerves kick in right away or did they kick in during your first match? I didn't get any nerves. When I walked in, I was like, this is so fucking cool because, like, this is, <laughs> I've never experienced anything like it before. Like, the closest thing is Armageddon. And then... Yeah, no, I thought it was amazing, and it helped that because UOA Esports was more than happy to fund Ch Tiny Josh's entry, and also that that just helped me out a lot as well. Having someone next to me who's been to these events a lot yeah. and was like encouraging me, he was encouraging me a lot. Tiny Josh ninety nine, he he really helped out, and um, yeah, it was just there was no nerves. I think the nerves only kicked in once I played in top eight because there's a stage, there's bleachers, and yeah. That's where it really hit. Yeah. Well, talk us through your experience, because you're facing Isaac from DC, <laughs> a really renowned player who specializes in this kind of game, madness games, like Dragon Ball, right. Marvel. Um, and I can see you having fun there, but like, what were your thoughts at this point? Um, I was like, kind of thinking of a plan, because when I saw Tingohan. I was like, okay, this guy's gonna use assist pressure, he's gonna use EX legs to keep me in the corner, I cannot mash against him. And so, my plan was to just stay calm going into it, but I was still really nervous. And... Uh, I think I think the plan didn't work out, because I was I gave him too much respect. And I remember Ghost Chips telling me, if you, give, if you respect someone too much, you've already lost. So... Yeah, that was that was my thought process going into it. But you can see, I got mixed up. Um, he did legs again. I pushed a button, so I wasn't even listening to my own self. Like the nerves were really kicking in. Like I knew what I needed to do, but I couldn't listen to myself because I was so nervous. Yeah. Um, would, would you see that team quite often? Team Gohan, Piccolo, and Tien. You would see Team Gohan quite a fair bit online, but I don't think I've versed any Piccolo players from your esports. They're mostly in Australia, I think there's a there's an Australian player who plays a ton of piccolo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. But um, even though I was nervous, that, that doesn't take away from the fact that Isaac's just a really damn good player. Like, he, he's so good, man. Yeah. Re respect, respect to to Isaac. Yeah. I had to listen. I wanted to listen a lot to the commentary when he was playing Dragon Ball and Marvel. And yeah, he will literally, like the way they were saying was, you know, he's that player where if it's working, he'll keep doing it like a move or whatever. Right. But then once it yeah. stops working, he's going to pull back and he'll wait for that moment where 
you're not ready and it'll pull it yeah. out and it'll just be at that crucial moment and he'll get that comeback. Yeah, there was a moment in the series, not the first match, but the second match where I got, he got a sliding knockdown and I was like, I'm going to wake up level three the second he pushes a button. And um, I think it's a Street Fighter thing where you put one button, like a the, the, the smallest frame button, and then you block so that you block and you beat up level three and I fell for it. And that was the first time where I was like, damn. He's been setting up everything the entire series, and this is the first time he's done something like this. And then I think from there I lost in the second second match, yeah, second second game, yeah. Mm. So who did you have to play to get? In, who did you defeat to get into top eight to face Isaac? Um, <laughs> I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I can't really remember their names just because <laughs> I don't know anyone. Not not because they're forgettable, but because I just don't know everyone just yet well enough in the FGC. Yeah, yeah, but um. I did verse Blackout, who is also extremely, extremely strong, who put me in losers. And um, I've noticed the level of play between them and mine is like night and day. They're very good at um, being patient, playing really good neutral, and they're really good at using assists, whereas I'm not as good at using assists. Like, they use their assists really well to open up, um, to just cause openings, right? And create opportunities for themselves. Yeah. 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 I think... Even in this clip right now, you can see, like, I've been dropping all these comps. I was so nervous. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. You know what? To your credit, though, you, you've done pretty well because that is one thing you only get used to over time is playing on stream. It sounds so subtle, but, it like, tournament nerves, people, casual people don't understand, and even viewers don't understand, man, it fucks with your mind. Yeah. Especially when you're playing someone who you know can take you out, like, pretty convincing yeah. not convincingly but when someone can make it look like it's pretty convincing you know mm. yeah is there anything right. you would have done differently um in the setup with isaac <laughs> um i would have dropped broly 100 percent because initially the reason why i picked up broly was because there was a patch there was a patch not too long before nats and i was really hoping that they would buff goku black and the reason why is because Goku Black is probably, arguably, the worst character in the game. He just hasn't got any mix-up tools. Um, but, yeah, and my experience, like, my gameplay with Broly, I didn't have as much experience as him, well, with him. I actually used to play base Goku. Um, oh, right, okay. I didn't have any synergy with base Goku and any of the other characters. Like, I couldn't use the Spirit Bomb um, combo with any of my other level 1 uh, abilities with these other characters. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, I'm just going to, I'm going to learn Broly. Broly looks cool. I know. And I just, yeah. Sorry, bro, you go. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say I just didn't have enough experience with, uh, with Super Broly. So, okay. yeah. Because I know, I know a few terms of how they classify the fighters, like, you know, like whether they're a battery or an assist. So yeah. Goku yeah. Black, is he, what, what is he exactly? And is that why he struggles? He, I think like when you think of Dragon Ball, it used to be, like, Super Saiyan Goku in this game. Like, there's always a one character that they start... Like, when you're designing a game, you always have one character. Like, that's the ideal model, I think, of what characters should look like. And it used to be Super Saiyan Goku. But I think that has changed over time to be, like, Goku Black, where he's got a beam, he's got, like, good normals, but they didn't. he doesn't have any mix-ups. And I think that's a really big problem in Dragon Ball, where... When you put someone in the corner, and you, like like right now in this clip, I got the knockdown, but I didn't. Um, even though I'm not playing black, oh, I think you'll see it later on in this clip where 
Uh, I have black as my last character, but I couldn't do anything. Like, yeah, I, I do. I, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I I was so helpless. I woke up. This is this is what I was talking about as well. The the bait, the level three bait. Shit. But, yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't think Goku Black has an identity. He's not really. He doesn't excel at anything. He's just a very. I think he's an honest character, like a very honest, like he's just too honest. character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you could have swapped out. I know you said you would have swapped out Broly if things were different, but if you'd swapped out Goku Black for another character, what would have been your choice? Um, I don't really play that many other Dragon Ball characters. I guess if I wasn't playing Genshin like a dummy before Nats, <laughs> I would have definitely put in the hours to learn Gogeta. I think Gogeta's really cool. And he's also really good at uh, meter gain, I think. Um, they gave him really good buffs uh, not too long before Nats, where his frames are a lot shorter than they used to be, so it doesn't feel very clunky to use anymore. Yeah. And um, there's a guy in UAE Sports who plays Gogeta who's also... Uh, he like pretty much showed me how good the buffs were by rolling me for a good three hours. Shit. So yeah, if I if I had the discipline to like not play Genshin Impact, what I would do differently is play the game more, drop Goku Black, put in Gogeta, and practice Broly a lot more. Hey, you know what, man? I'm not even giving you... Like, I'm giving you credit, man. A lot of players, I'm sure, weren't putting in as much effort prior to Nats. They were either playing Among Us, Valorant. <laughs> I know, like, Isaac might deny it, but he, he's been jamming Fortnite every now and then before Nats. Like, even then, he wasn't in, like, killer mode, but still, it, you know, I wouldn't want to go up against him, man. Right, right. Yeah. No, he's... He's a really nice guy, because... um. After this whole set with uh, Dragon Ball, once he like knocked me out, I had to go to Street Fighter straight away. And then I wait for a bit. I'm like, I wonder who I'm gonna face. I look towards my right, and it's Isaac again. I'm like, oh, yo, nice to see you again. Yeah, <laughs> man. You know, he's been he's been a part of some of the best moments of Nets this year. You know, you, yourself yeah. is consistent with that infamous comeback. Yeah, but yeah. like that that happens. You play Street Fighter. How did you do in Street Fighter Five? Um. Oh, I got knocked out straight away by Isaac. Like, my Street Fighter is a lot worse than Dragon Ball. But I still had a lot of fun. I entered for fun. Yeah. But, and then, you get knocked out. You're out of Dragon Ball. You're out of Street Fighter Five. Just enjoying the event overall. Uh, yeah. yeah. How, how was that weekend for you? Um, I, I, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the trip to Hamilton because I've always loved driving. And I've really enjoyed getting to know Tiny Josh 99 because I was the one who drove him there. And I think me supporting Tiny Josh, you know, I supported you, I supported uh, Ghost Chips, uh, there's a guy named Tristan as well, I think he yeah, used to yeah. handbats a lot, yeah, I supported him because he's really nice, I think you versed Tristan, right? Yeah, yeah, he, was, yeah. he was my so, first match, yeah. Yeah, I remember that, I remember that, I was like, damn, I don't know who to cheer for, so I'm just going to start cheering randomly, <laughs> but, um, but, but it's just, I think that kind of community was what I really enjoyed the most. Like, that was the highlight. Just supporting all my mates. Supporting Tiny Josh 99 He had a really big upset that day against, um... Oh, what was his name? He went to winners because he knocked... Oh, I can't, I can't remember the Tekken player's name. But he he did really well. He won. He got top eight. It was, it was just fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I will say, yeah. though, it was a very odd... Nash I mean, still, still great, but... Just, just with COVID, um, yeah. and just a lot of key players 
who were there. A lot of key players were there. But, I mean, it was, it was still fun nonetheless. Now I'm just hoping that 2021 we can start off very fresh and that the first nationals yep. just is it's booming man it's it starts yep. off strong yep. yeah for sure for sure were you ever a fan of the dragon ball z or dragon ball super series like did you actually watch that show not just play the game yes so um i think dragon ball was the thing that got me into anime i remember in back in intermediate uh i had a mate who was like yo you gotta watch dragon ball you gotta watch it and i was like all right all right i'll, I'll watch dragon ball z and I watched, like, the first five episodes, and I was like, dude, look at the shit quality. Like, it's, it's an old-ass show. The voice lines are, like, like they're all, um... You can tell that the voice lines are old, because it's, like, not clear. Yeah. But, um, I watched, I think, after, like, the first five episodes, I got really into it. And that's when I became a huge Dragon Ball fan. Mm. Yeah. So, I'd say... Yeah, I'd say I'm a very big Dragon Ball fan. I've watched Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z... Dragon Ball GT, but we don't talk about that. And Dra- I was Dragon gonna Ball ask Super. you, are you that person? Do you support? I do you support GT in person. any light? Fuck no! This show's hot garbage. I remember when I finished watching it, and I was like, "Wow, what a shit ending!" Like Dragon, like Goku just jumps on Shenron and flies away and says goodbye. And then I was like, "All right, it's time to watch Dragon Ball Kai." And then I didn't realize that Dragon Ball Kai was just like a, um, like a, I don't know what it's called, like a remastered of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So I watched, like, the first episode, and I was like, oh, that's strange. It's literally the same as the first episode of Dragon Ball Z. And then I, like, skimmed through episode two and three, and I was like, oh, no fucking way. It's like this. Yeah. Yeah. A so, very, very refreshed look. Cut down the steering montages yeah. and the moments yeah. where the characters are like, oh, oh. Yeah, they did um, that. I mean, I loved, I loved Dragon Ball Z, the 90s, like, it being a anime in the 90s i love that kind yeah. of old rock aesthetic that dragon ball z had and the yes. and it, i mean now you look at it it doesn't look as as clean and crisp but um yeah i mean it gave us one of the most iconic moments man the the birth yeah. of the super saiyan um yeah, yeah, yeah and i used to hate back I, I used to hate the old series because it would always play up until that point and then it would restart back to the reddit saga i'm like why are you doing this yeah. man like yeah. I skipped school early to get to this part, and now we're going to go all the way back. <laughs> yep, yep. I think I've definitely like back then when I was a little little like rat as a kid, I like <laughs> didn't appreciate any like animation. Like I didn't understand how hard studios work. But like now that I'm a lot older, I can definitely appreciate like anime in this kind of style. I really liked. Um, there was so uh, there's a lot of different versions of Dragon Ball Z. If you watch it in sub. Yeah, you won't get the Bruce Falconer soundtrack. If you're watching dub, you get the Bruce Falconer soundtrack, and I think the Bruce Falconer soundtrack made the anime like 200 yeah. percent better. Like yeah. the anime was already really good, but the soundtrack, like just the heavy metal, uh, like dubstep kind of uh, music, while Goku's like pummeling some stupid villain, like yeah, that really made the show really good. Yeah, it, it had a somewhat like not darker tone, but the tone was just a lot more, like it really felt like clash of titans very yeah. serious whereas as it kind of went on it kind of had a lot more humor a lot of light-hearted moments it embraced yeah. the humor with goku and other characters of of interest yeah. like vegeta and his wife and i yeah. mean chi chi yeah um yeah but then you get to dragon ball super where like it just looks as you said you know the animation has really progressed it took me a while to get into dragon ball super i won't lie man i think about 30 yeah. episodes that's when i actually got one over was it the same for you mm. 
Um, I remember when, so the reason why Dragon Ball Super became a thing was because of the huge success in Resurrection F, yeah, what you're playing right now. Yeah. And I think Toei, I think it was Toei or Funimation, one of them realized that there's a big demand for Dragon Ball because it was one of the best selling anime movies, I think ever at the time. So they rushed to production and they rushed everything. They, they like gave their animators probably one of the worst schedules ever. And so I remember the first or six, I was like one of the, th the first three episodes where they decided to reanimate the movie and put it into the series to make a canon where I was like, holy shit, this animation, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hot garbage. And it's not because of the animators, like they're all talented people. It's just the amount of time they were given per episode was shocking. Like they just didn't have time to do their job. And I think I was really close to dropping it, but because I was such a big fan of Dragon Ball back in um, Intermediate. that well, I think that was the only reason why I kept watching it. If I was to watch Dragon Ball and Super was my first ever show, I would have probably dissed the entire Dragon Ball franchise. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a Do you have a favorite moment throughout the series? So you have a favorite moment for Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super? I think <laughs> my favorite moment in the original Dragon Ball was just the humor. It was very humor-based, right? Mm. Um, I think... Back when Goku was fighting the Red Ribbon Army as a little kid, that was a lot of fun. He destroyed them all, which had further implications in Z. Um, what's my favorite moment in Z? I think I really enjoyed the Team Gohan versus Cell fight. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of a lot of people would disagree because like everyone likes Goku, but I just really liked the whole uh, Team Gohan being like a shy little kid and having to surpasses limits to like help everyone out but it's a shame what they had to do to teen gohan after that whole saga where they had to like pretty much nerf him yeah yeah they had to nerf him i think yeah it's all about that, that, that student life he, he, yeah too too busy studying man they they butchered that character man and in z they like further emphasized oh not in z in super they further emphasized how like dog shit gohan is yeah as a character yeah I thought uh, I think I think I read somewhere that was a thing where like they loved the idealism of Goku, but then what you mentioned, passing it on to his son, being the future protector. I wish they could have maybe have carried that on rather than reinforcing this whole don't worry, Goku's gonna come to the rescue. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what it was back then for them to decide not to, because it sounded like at least in the Boo saga, you can see in the Boo saga where they tried to make Gohan relevant again by giving him like uh, i can't remember what the mode was called it was like awakened or something ultimate gohan yeah yeah ultimate gohan yeah they they i thought they were going to bring him back into form but it sounded like they didn't have a direction themselves and that they were gauging from fans whether this is what they want because it sounded like there was this whole training arc of gohan being awakened like it was like at least 25 30 episodes of him being danced around by the old old high yeah yeah it just felt so unnecessary at the end of the saga same with um goten yeah goten. yeah like i don't goten trunks like gotenks i don't know i didn't understand that as well like it, it just felt so unnecessary they were trying to go in a lot of different directions to try and please everyone and then take the one where the fans are most happy about mm. yeah. and what was your super favorite moment um, I think my favorite super moment was when Vegeta was fighting Goku Black, 
and Goku Black was getting pummeled onto the ground. I think my favorite arc in Dragon Ball Super was the Goku Black arc. Goku Black and Samasu, yeah. Yep. Even though the animation wasn't that good, um, I just found that my most enjoyable arc. It just felt good to have a villain again. There wasn't really a villain in the entire series. Yeah. I mean, you can't really count, yeah. I mean, you can count Freeza. I mean, there's Freezer, but he's, you know, he's an OG. You know, we want the new, yeah. the new what's, who's the new one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there, there was something else I wanted to briefly mention, man, just off topic, mm-hmm. about the whole Twitch and the DMCA. Are you familiar with kind of what's happening right now? Like, what, what's right. been out there? Uh, from my understanding, it's like you play music um, and you get DMCA'd, yeah. Like, you just yeah, lose the literally. Yeah. So, like, you know, the general statement is it's going to be a lot stricter when it comes to playing music from artists on your channel. Any old videos could get taken down. It just means yeah. that if you're going to play copyrighted music, you know, you might get in a bit of trouble in the sense that your videos won't be there anymore. Um, And I mean, gaming, you know, we love to play our own music. Do you have any comments on that? Um, I'm going to be interested to see the implications of video games like, for example, GTA 5, where they have other artists' musics in their game. Let's say I'm playing GTA 5, I'm playing some song, I can't, I can't, I didn't really play GTA 5. And then like, what's, what's happening there? Am I going to get DMCA'd? Yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested to see that. I'm interested to see if the, I guess, the whole gaming industry will take this lying down because every, I think everyone's definitely sick of it from YouTube. A lot of people from YouTube, like um, uh, what's his name? You know Ryan Higger. The yeah, Ryan Higger. Yep. Yeah, Nigger Higger. Yeah, yep. he 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 moved from um, YouTube to to, to Twitch because he said that uh, you have a lot more creative freedom on Twitch. And I agree, I agree. You do have a lot more creative freedom on Twitch. Yeah. It's also a lot more genuine as well because you've got a live audience. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't like the direction it's going in. It doesn't feel like they're taking into consideration... They're not giving creators tools to deal with fair use. Yeah. It's, you get DMCA'd or you bend over and take it. Like, that's it. Literally, yeah. There's no other... Yeah. You can't... Yeah. I only mention it because at Nationals, in between the breaks... We were actually playing normal music, and I, and for a lot of us, right. like the fighting game pe- people, we love to play our own music in the background, fucking loud yeah. as horses. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, gonna be yeah. a bit. And I mean, I wouldn't, you know, it's like as you said, you know, you you put a two, three hour stream <laughs> video, and for just to disappear, and all you get is yeah. a is a quick notification. It's like, do it, can I not argue this? Can I not dispute it? Can I just click a button saying up for review? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It's, it just feels very, I guess, selfish from the music industry to consistently get in the way of fair use. Yeah. I, at least from my perspective, yeah. I mean, because I mean, our, our our argument could be that just because we're playing your song on our stream, we're not stealing money from you. If anything, we're promoting it yeah. in a way. But maybe they want validation as well. It's like we want to make sure that you're playing. A, a song that's properly purchased it's not just ripped off the the internet here's hear, hear about this man there was this guy called herman lee i was just reading up about it so this okay. is a guy who's like a guitar player for a rock band metal rock band or something called dragon force he got right. banned from stream for playing his own music right and that's, to, and that's to do with the, and that's to do with the record label not 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 twitch but the record label and yeah i'm like how the fuck do you like, how do you justify that? Because it's because he doesn't own the rights to his own songs. 
Mm. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, I think Taylor Swift had a whole thing about it as well. Kanye as well. He wanted to buy back everyone's um records. Uh, it's it's it just sounds like a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one answer could be that you play very, very, very heavily remixed songs of of originals, but then you're kind of skewing that line, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, remixes are in a way, they aren't the original, but they're still based off this, 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 the sample track, so, yeah. Uh, the, my problem, my gripe with playing non-copyrighted free music um, let's take an example from Maximilian's YouTube channel. He used to use music, and he used to go to a place, and it would always be like, be like Creative Commons, go for it. It's free use. Um, what ended up happening to him was a lot of the audio he was using became copyrighted again, and then they yeah. started claiming his videos. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, like, the power isn't to the creator. It's never to the creator. It's to the, it's to the people that hold those licenses. Because that's what they care about the most. They are the people that can sue YouTube or sue Twitch. And, like, I don't know. I don't have much faith. Even in Twitch's own... Because what does Twitch have? They have their own music system now, right? Yeah. That's what they're offering creators. Like, I don't have any hope in that. No. But, yeah. I don't know. Things will probably change. Just, do you... In your opinion, do you think you might start using non-copyrighted music for UOAE stream... UOAE sports streamed... um, from here on, or will you just kind of see what's happening in the in landscape for now? So for the fighting game streams, I don't actually use music because I want the clips for... I was going to make like a YouTube channel, but I never got around to it. And the Dragon Ball songs was fire enough, and the Tekken song is fire enough as well. Yeah. But I'm not sure what's going to happen to Valorant and League of Legends and all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one concern I have with the other esports side, but we'll have to see how that works it impacts our sponsor streams as well like let's say we got sponsored by um it was a cryptocurrency company what sponsored let me let me just find the card. Oh, cryptocurrency sweet it's like a cryptocurrency wallet stream thing oh i can't remember the name no that's not good but we we got sponsored by them and um we had to plug their name in a valorant stream every so often and now, like, if we have those VODs, like, they're probably fucked now. It's got a bunch of, like, other songs on top of it. We yeah. can't show them it. Yeah. Man, yeah. It, it, as you're right, you know, you're right. It's a, it's just one on top of many problems. I think a lot yeah. of people are saying they just need to restructure, like, the DMCA, like, law yeah. in, in general. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to actually specify, like, how to go, like, what's going to come about and how people can go to count, not to counteract, but to, you know, cause as you said, we can't just take this lying down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I, I think it's going to take a lot of, a lot of, uh, legal action from someone with a lot of money who obviously cares. Like how H3H3 did the whole, um, fair use thing with some other YouTuber. I yes. think something like that has to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very hard when you're going up against the music industry. Yeah. And now, man, the uni life. So, yeah, how's things, man? You know, you've had a real, you've had a real, you've had a real messy year, and you know this. But it's like, have you been? How have you? How have you managed? So, first semester was good. Um, I was obviously still really busy, 
Uh, but the reason why I thought it was good was because from the get-go, we were all locked down. We we knew from the get-go what was happening. It was yep. no wishy-washy, no bullshit, no fucking around. It was just straight into it. This is what's going to happen for the rest of the semester. And I'm like, cool. Like, that's fine. Now I can prepare myself. There's no uncertainty. And um, even though I felt like the workload increased, the lecturers were a lot more understanding, at, at least for my degree, for computer science. Yeah. But... um. Coming into second semester, so the semester I'm in right now, there was so much, like, bullshit, pretty much, in my opinion. Shit. Yeah, so, I go to the University of Auckland, obviously, and they're, they're, they're a good uni, don't get me wrong, like, um, the club system is great, the facilities we have access to is great, um, we definitely pride ourselves in where we are internationally, but... Yep. Um, this semester, like, we were never given, like, a full, oh, this is what's going to happen. It's like, oh, we're in lockdown. You're going to go, you might go back next week. And then you'll have someone ask the question to Dawn, Dawn Freshwater in the, uh, interview on TV saying, oh, University of Auckland is going back to uni, like, next week. And then you'll have Dawn, uh, not Dawn Freshwater, uh, what's his name? Who's the, who's the guy's name on TV that does the, um... Who does the... What that the the COVID uh, update, oh, like, Bloomfield. Uh, updates? Bloomfield. Yeah, Bloomfield. You have yeah. someone ask Bloomfield saying, "Yo, University of Auckland going back next week. What are your thoughts?" And you have Bloomfield go, "Yo, they shouldn't be doing that." And then the university has to go wishy-washy backtrack. You know, like, "Oh, sorry guys, it's actually the week after." And then you'll have like another period where we got COVID again. It's like, "Oh, sorry guys, lockdown again." Oh, by the way, like we don't know what's happening for exams. And then so I think all this uncertainty that we had to deal with really at least for me impacted my motivation and this is coming from a lot of my friends as well like we were not motivated at all this semester like we could not like i can tell you for a fact even though i felt really stressed it was just so hard to stay motivated yeah, yeah. Do, do you think because of the lockdown situation people at home not being able to study you said demotiv demotivation do you feel like there would have been some students that were so affected they don't want to continue the year or not go back next year? Um, uh, I can, if, if COVID ramps up again in New Zealand, or let's say like we haven't got anywhere with like a COVID vaccination, I can, I can see people taking a gap year. I can understand why. Yeah. Because it's really hard to stay committed to something when the routine is always changing. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult, especially as a student, when... I am paying, for example, I'm paying full price, uh, student price of, I think, $900 per paper. I'm taking four papers every semester. And if I'm paying full price and I have access to, say, like half of the what I'm supposed to be getting, like I'm not having access to like all the physical facilities. Yeah. It's hard to justify that cost as well. Yeah. Um, what else? What else is there to talk about? Oh, um... Okay, I'll bring up an interesting scenario. So, I've brought up how Ghost Ships is first year engineering, right? Yeah. We are currently, uh, what month is it now? It's, it's October. In approximately seven days, Ghost Ships will have to do his first ever written exam. He has never done an exam in university yet. Because everything was online before. And so I think that shift in dynamic will really impact students who haven't necessarily got the experience of how to actually do an exam. 
yeah how to actually do the student thing you know yeah yeah how to become an actual student because we've never really had that i think what aut did which was they all had written assignments like written reports instead of going to exams i think that was really good and my reasoning for that is because written reports test your understanding of content a lot more thoroughly versus like simple yes or no multi-choice answered questions. Like if you're going to test me on something, you should test my understanding versus some basic calculations that I can wrote learn a couple of hours before an exam. That's, that's very good, yeah. man. That's very good. Um, do you think they, do you think that, I mean, was there a time where, you thought Auckland Uni would kind of do something like that, or they just kind of, they were still trying to find their feet during this chaos? Um, first semester, they were really kind. They were a lot more um, forgiving. So what happened was we had online exams, and there were 24 hours. We had 24-hour online exams, which was really good. It gives us time to, like, deal with any problems we may encounter. Like, for example, we have a power cut. You know, fuck it, go to a different house. That kind yeah. of thing, you know? Um well, the problem with 24-hour exams was there was a, a lot of students cheating. We had a big cheating shtick in the first half of the year. And so I think the university was very cautious, and they didn't want that to happen again because it impacts their academic standing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, and um, we also got a grade, one grade boundary boost. So let's say I grad I finished a course in B+, I would get a boost and get an A- minus a- minus. for that course. Yeah. yeah. And that was also really good. But once again, uh, a lot of our grades that semester were inflated. Like, it was really high. Mm. And so I think this semester, they were a lot more cautious on cheating. Yeah. And they were a lot more cautious on grade boosts. We, the only help I guess we got this semester was you needed 50% overall to pass a course. And if you get 47, they'll, they'll boost you. Anything from 47 to, like, 50, you will still get a pass. Oh, but that's it. That's the help we got. Yeah. Okay. And then the esports club as well. Um, how how did that go? Um, during COVID, man. Um, everything pretty much had to be online, and it really impacted fighting games because not everyone plays Tekken Seven and Dragon Ball. We've got other fighting games. We've got Street Fighter. We've got Mortal Kombat. We've got Guilty Gear. We've got uh, Grand Blue. And initially, the plan was for Ghost Chips and I to just, like, book a room every, like, Friday night or something. People can just come and jam. Um, we'll have the two main games, Tekken and Street Fighter, uh, Tekken and, uh, Dragon Ball, sorry. And then we'll run brackets for those, and then we'll have, like, one minor game set up, like, and they'll, minor game will set up or rotate every week, so that everyone has, like, a fair chance to play the game that they play at home. But with, um, with lockdown, it's a lot harder to do that, because I can't run three games simultaneously, just with me and Ghost Chips. So we really struggled with trying to give everyone what they wanted. But other than that, it was it was okay. We just made everything online. Yeah. It, it felt pretty bad to do like a big meetup because we had a big meetup and then lockdown. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then we had like another big meetup. Like we had a big, uh, we have a student bar at the University of Auckland. And, um, sorry. And um, we had, like, a big Just Dance thing at the university bar. And all the University of Auckland Esports Club members would rock up and, you know, would vibe, dance, and all that. And I think literally one week later, we got back into lockdown again. And it just felt bad. Yeah. We were just like, damn. Yeah. But I can understand why lockdown happened. Yeah. It's so crazy looking back at um, 
how things used to be like when I was in school, like to have an anime club would be considered cool. But now, you know, you've yeah. got like um, samurai clubs and, you know, esports clubs. It's, it's really cool. It's really, it's awesome to see the change of how like universities and just the education system in general is viewing mm. gaming or just like competitive gaming in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I wish I could make happen for UOA esports is to consider esports scholarships. Um, I've done some research and I've done some like looking into asking, inquiring, and it seems like, I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think university of Auckland even does regular sports scholarships. Like we don't even have our own rugby team. So it's going to be very hard for me to pitch like, oh, Hey, maybe we should sponsor ghost chips. He's doing really well academically. And also, by the way, he's one of the best street fighter players in the world. Let's like throw him fucking overseas and make him represent yeah. the university. But it's very hard, I think, to pitch that to someone that might not understand gaming culture. Yeah. But I hope before I graduate, I can at least have something along those lines happen. Like what happened with Tiny Josh, right? Yeah. We like paid for his um, nationals entry fee and he represented the club really well. Yeah. Bro, I remember trying to start like a gaming like weekend thing back in my old high school. And so there was going to be mm -hmm. like a racing game, an adventure game. And get this, they were happy with every game title except for the fighting game. They thought it was too violent. Bro. And now look. Yeah. That's disrespectful. Yeah. Oh, no, no. We'll, we'll take, yeah, we'll do racing games. We'll do puzzle solving, adventure, but we, we, we can't do the fighting games. We, we can't endorse it. And it's just so nah. interesting seeing now how it's like esports, like fighting games. Fucking bring it on, man. Yeah. Um. I used to be in a high school esports club as well because I used to, I used to go to high school. Yeah, no shit. And um, <laughs> and um, they had the whole issue where you're not allowed to have age restricted games. Yeah, I think that would have been play. a part of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but in uni it's different. But with uh, high school, like we were only allowed to play LOL. You're not allowed to do. We weren't allowed to do CS. I think because it had like a rated T for teens, like R13 thing. Yeah. Um. I think they did Fortnite and Minecraft as well because that's what kids do nowadays. But yeah, that was the problem they ran into. So maybe you guys had the same thing. Yeah, actually, looking back at it, it could have been that as well. Yeah, yeah. Even with the even with the shooting game, I think it was kind of um, well, it was similar to kind of Fortnite, very kind of cartoonish. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you you've already mentioned the scholarship thing, but what's another thing you want to accomplish for your esports to kind of leave your mark on that on that entity? Um, I really hope fighting games still continues even after I graduate because I don't graduate. I'm graduating really soon. I've got one more semester if I don't botch anything these exams. Uh, if fighting games continues and let's say like Standing Fear still gets to use the university rooms, I'll be really, really happy because I think it's a, it goes a long way for both, um, both teams, kind of like, yeah, both groups, you know? Like Standing Fear gets a really good area to like put their brand and fighting game stuff into and the university of Auckland esports club also gets something really reputable happening within the club too. And so, hey, you know, it always helps with people like you that kind of extend that, um, that, that helping yeah, hand, glad. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and with the expansion stuff too, because you've done some, mm. you're tied in with expansion as well. Not many people may not know that when they first meet you. Um, yeah. did you reach out to Jackson or did you just kind of, yeah. How did that happen? So I saw, this was before lockdown, I, th I think, or oh, a little bit, no, I think it was before lockdown, the first ever lockdown in Auckland, where I saw he was looking for help on Twitter, and I was like, yo, let's 
I want to apply. I want to do more stuff for fighting games. And I applied. We got in contact. And I, I think what we said was, oh, I'll advertise Tekken stuff happening on the UAE Sports Discord. And they'll advertise the Dragon Ball stuff happening on my Discord. And then I think lockdown hit. And then it became very hard, I think, to maintain what was happening. Because... There was a lot of stuff happening within the club and within my studies that I was trying to keep on top of. Yeah. And I think Jackson was also trying to stay on top of what was happening in his life with COVID too. And so I haven't been able to do much for expansion yet. I do have like a project, like a surprise project that I haven't told Jackson about that I am working on. And I think he'll appreciate it once I finish it. But I don't want to tell him yet. It's like a sort of a surprise. Okay. But yeah, but... um. Expansion, they've done a lot for fighting games in New Zealand. The like, Jackson's a really cool guy. Like, I really want to meet him someday. Maybe one day I'll fly to Wellington if I graduate. And, like, just say hi and play fucking Street Fighter with him. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I never knew I never knew much about Jackson or talked to him much before kind of reaching <laughs> out and telling him, like, oh, I'm going to get some expansion people on the podcast. Um, mm. He's a very chill dude. Like, very yeah, chill. Yeah, yeah. Like uncomfortably chill like even during lockdown i'm thinking like this is probably a time where you can we can try and like expansion can do some things and he's just like yeah you know we'll just we'll just if it happens, it we'll happens. yeah pretty yeah. much yeah yeah no, he's he's amazing dude oh anything that you know anything that promotes the fgc they they're always wanting content man so whatever <laughs> ideas that come out you know that he's always keen to promote it yeah um I initially, when I joined, we were thinking about making a Discord bot that would work with the server so that you could sign up for Tekken just by like inputting a command on Discord. And um, I tried my hands on that because I'm doing computer science. But I made progress, but I was only able to pull data from the challenge API. I could never manipulate any of the data coming through it, and I'm not sure why. I still don't know to this day why I can't. And so... From there, I told Jackson that I was struggling because I couldn't figure it out. I, just, I really couldn't. Just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it. Like, my brain was too small. And then there was another guy, I think his name is Lewis, who has expertise in software. Yeah. And he said he would help. But I think I got incredibly busy because that was this semester. And um, going back to university, this semester was probably one of the hardest I've ever done. Ever in university just because of the wishy-wash and from every week i had two assignments to do like that's that's so fucking much i can barely do my own things yeah yeah i don't want to i don't want to turn the conversation sad but one thing i don't miss about student life is living cheap are there things that you're going to miss once you finally graduate i'm not going to miss much <laughs> <laughs> like i i remember i couldn't afford well it's not because of Student life is because of my own irresponsible spendings as well. I went to Japan at the start of this year, which is the thumbnail of this uh, podcast. And I borrowed a lot of money. I borrowed a lot of money to go to Japan. And um, my understanding was, oh, yo, when I come back to New Zealand, I'm going to work. I'm going to pay all these people back that I borrowed. I'm going to make sure that, like, I treat them to dinner as well. And then, boom, lockdown. Little do you I know, can't man. work anymore. Yeah. yeah, I can't work anymore. I can't pay them back. And they're really understanding about it. They're like, oh, yeah, this is all good. Just pay me back whenever. Oh, that's so, good shit, man. Yeah, like, oh, I don't know. Like, with student life, though, I've been skipping out on a lot. I've been skipping, like, I would skip lunch 
I would only eat dinner if I was at university the whole day, just to save money. Like, yes, yeah. it's, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. And then busing is also. I I pay fifty a week to go to the university. And back, yeah. Shit, man. Yeah, but it's calm. We're nearly out of here. Yeah, I don't fail. Yeah, <laughs> not long, man. Yeah. And there's also the other project that um, expansion are spearheading, and then um, B rolls I mm. think is kind of up the front um, spearheading it. It's the I don't even know what you call it. It's like the education program where they're trying to offer some kind of esports tuition, like to like a school program where they can educate kids, but it's also developing mm. for parents. Like there is other sides to esports and competitive gaming um i think it's a really great initiative and it finally bridges that yeah. gap between like you look at unis doing their gaming stuff and then you bring it back to school it'd be cool to actually when kids start school they can actually kind of start their creative gaming career yeah for sure for sure um i think it would help a lot with um misconceptions that parents may have with video games i remember when i was working because i was working at armageddon for uh ping zero there were a lot of parents that were like oh i don't let my kids play fucking video games i like this is one of the few times i let them play and i'm just like yeah um video games don't destroy people's lives like yeah there's a lot more to video games than just an addiction um it's a way to socialize now it's not it's not something you just do at home alone you can actually make a lot of good friends and um meet a lot of good people through it you can build on your own, like you can you can become more confident as a person through video games. There's so much benefits yeah. to video games and esports that just people not our age don't understand yet. And I think that this whole program that expansion is doing will really help bridge the gap between parents and their misconceptions of esports and what esports is actually about. Yeah, yeah. I just think personally with parents some of them do see gaming as it's only convenient when it concerns them you know like right, yeah. oh i need to go out and grab some groceries oh no babysitter oh that's okay he's playing as valorant he'll yeah. be occupied for an hour and a half but then yeah. when it means more to the kid than the parent then they start to take issue with it um yeah. i saw this clip on twitter where a father was asking his young kid to take out the trash and then the kid was like oh i'm playing online can it just wait 10 15 minutes and then the father speaks to the camera saying see here parents this is what we call an online game he can't pause it so i'm giving him time <laughs> to finish his game i was like what a legend man that's that's pretty good yeah i was i was, I was wondering like because i didn't know what you're gonna say like oh maybe he's gonna like bash his kid or something like you don't you don't want to see that really on twitter like they can understand online computer wise mm. but then when it comes to gaming you say online they just like as you said that there's there's no they just they just don't know yeah uh it took me a long time for me to explain to my parents that like hey like this is an online thing like like, I'm actually with other people, like, it's not something I can just pause an AFK, you know? Because I was playing online games from a really young age, I think from, like, uh, how old was I? I think 11, 11 or 12 was when I first started playing, like, on proper online games, like, constantly. And I remember my first online game, like, proper online game, I think, was League of Legends. And, like, I think I AFK'd a couple of times, because my mum was like, no, you have to do it now, and I got banned. I got banned for three days, and that's Shit. when I learned, like... It was it was a good thing. Like I learned, like you're not meant to AFK in online games. You're meant to like sit down and actually get your shit together and like play with these people and not waste their time. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. Could you see yourself, like, if you had the choice, would you want to 
join in on this initiative? Um, it, I could, I could, but it would have to be probably after this year. Yeah. Because of COVID and probably pitching it to, because obviously this is targeting younger, a younger demographic, right? Like primary, intermediate. And at least in my areas, it's a lot, I think I can see this being a lot harder to pitch versus maybe some other ones. Yeah. Just from how, um, I'm trying to say this as nicely as I can, but like no, just no, from ahead. how pretentious, just how from how pretentious some adults can be Yeah. with video games and like, oh, it's going to ruin our reputation. Like, you know, fuck that kind of thing, you know? I think if I was to jump in on this, it would have to require my full undivided attention just so that I can ensure that this is working as an attended and is benefiting the kids versus um, like detrimenting their chances of ever have, having this happen to them like in the future for another school. Yeah. Yeah. You got, if you want to do this sort of thing, you got to do it once and you got to do it right. Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah. Um, just maybe, maybe the final question before I wrap up. Yeah, we'll any projects that, not not just the expansion, but just in general, are there any projects or things you want to that you want to do in the future? Um, I did finish one project very recently, so I'm like kind of chilling now. I think the expansion project with the Discord bot, I really want to finish it this this holiday. Like, I will go seek help from people elsewhere just so I could fucking finish it, just for my own sanity, because it's just sitting on my computer. And I ran it like a month ago. I was like, oh, I wonder if it still works. It doesn't even fucking work anymore. So oh. I want to <laughs> finish that. And then, yeah, like, I think that's all I've got so far on my plate. I finished, my parents and I bought a boat and the trailer was really rusty. So we rebuilt another trailer using the old trailer as like a template. So oh, we just okay. finished that. So I'll be fishing a lot these breaks as well. I'm really nice, excited man. for this break. That's yeah. good, man. Fishing. An NPC fishing trip. I'm really... Yeah. Might might pitch it to Dave and maybe whoever else wants to jump in. What's the what, what are you hoping to catch, man? Want to catch some kawaii? Get some um, I don't know turkey snapper. We'll, we'll, we'll start we'll start with snapper and then we'll see if um if there's any skill gap between the players and fishing. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> we can look for any bigger catches like kingfish or something. Oh, that's good shit, man. All right, yeah. we'll get into the final segment now, bro. So you ready? Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. What's the segment? First up. If you wanted to make the weakest team in Dragon Ball Fighters, who would you choose? Goku Black, Nappa, and uh, Videl. I think Videl's still got hot garbage. Yeah. Videl's hot garbage? I think so, yeah. Hot garbage. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Milk tea or milk juice? Oh, milk tea. Milk tea. Milk tea, yeah. Yep. But, yeah. but with bobs in it is what bubbles in it? Yeah, bobs. Yeah, yeah boba. You need the boba. <laughs> It's not milk tea otherwise. Yeah. All right. Rank these classic Dragon Ball Z enemies from first to fourth. Boo, Cell, Freezer, Vegeta. Um, Freezer number one, because that's how the Super Saiyan saga happened. Cell number two, because I really liked uh, Teen Gohan. Uh, Vegeta number three. The reason why it's not that high up, even though Vegeta is probably one of my favorite Dragon Ball characters, is because... I felt like that whole fight and the build-up was a bit too slow for my liking. Yeah. And then boot number four, because there was no clear direction with who was going to take out the whole thing. It was just a big, messy build-up kind of thing, you know? All right. Yeah. 
What's the craziest thing you've seen happen at the University of Auckland? Uh, what is the most craziest thing I've seen? I think the craziest thing I've seen happen was, so there's halls, right? There's university halls where people um, stay at. And there was a student vomiting off of a balcony. I just saw it fall down like constantly. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? This is nasty. Wow. Yeah. Fucking hell. Hopefully no one <laughs> yeah. got hit by that. I hope uh, not. Mm. All right. Should the Shenron summon time be shortened or lengthened? Uh, for for Dragon Ball Fighters? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it should just stay the same. Like, it's not meant to be like a core gameplay mechanic. It's just meant to be like a fun gimmick. It's not meant to be like a useful thing. Yeah. What advice would you give to people who wanted to join an org? Um, make sure that you're doing what you're passionate about and make sure that you've done things beforehand that can kind of prove uh, how hardworking you can be. Because if you join an org and you have nothing to show for it, it's going to be hard for them to like consider to take you seriously, kind of, you know? Yeah. And um, that way they're also a lot more understanding if like circumstances happen where you can't pull through. And um, yeah, that, that would be my advice. Nice, man. All right. Yeah. Super Saiyan Blue Goku or Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta? Oh. My problem with Super Saiyan Blue is that it came from Super and Super did not do any justice to anything. So this is a rough one. I think Super Saiyan Blue Goku, he, he did a lot more stuff than Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Do you think the government would ever put money into sustaining esports? Mm, I'm not talking about like start question. like starting it up is one thing, but I mean sustaining it, like continuing, you know. It's one thing to start up a, a, a campaign a program, but then right. to sustain it, yeah. Um maybe a lot later down the line like what we do with um stadiums like let's say we've got our own esports stadium in new zealand someday like i can see that happening but for now not 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 for the foreseeable future all right man sadly <laughs> in time hopefully yeah how would you like to be remembered in the nzfgc um i guess just like a really cherry guy that like really liked fighting games like I think that's the best way to be remembered for any kind of thing you're passionate about. Just like a happy guy that really loved what he did. <laughs> you know? That decent answer, man. Yeah. And finally, Idreas Pablo, <laughs> who is your waifu? Yeah, it's go time. Uh, so, I used to play a lot, oops, wrong way, a lot of arcade games. So, I'm going to walk to it as well, just so I can point. Yeah, sweet, man. Oh, shit. That's it. This one, this girl here, her name is Rem. Rem is best girl, best waifu. Rem? Yeah, Rem. Okay. Rem from ReZero, yeah. Oh, yeah, sweet. Oh, and, yeah. and also shout out to the Dragon Ball shirt as well. I, you said you mentioned it before as well. No, Dragon Ball shirt, nice, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweet, man. Hey, thanks again so much, man, uh, for coming oh, on. That's all good. Do you yeah, have any... Was a lot of fun. It's been great, man. Do you have any last words or shout-outs for, for your people? Um, if you guys want to play fighting games, like just jump into the UAE Esport Discord. We do a lot of tournaments. We're probably going to do a ton more once um, exams are over, which are like around 8th, 15th, 18th November. 
So if you guys are interested to play a lot of Dragon Ball or Tekken tournaments, just jump in there. If you guys really like Tekken-based stuff, join Expansions Discord. They do tons of Tekken tournaments every week. They have like a big prize pool at the end of every month. Um, Jackson's also really, really cool. You'll love the you'll love the guy if you ever talk to him. And yeah, I, I guess I guess that's it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, follow my socials if you guys care about that shit. But join the other ones. The other ones are way more important. <laughs> yeah. Sweet.